In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You be seated. In the beginning, God the Father created all things by his word. He speaks, and it is done. He creates because he is good. He creates because he is love. Day by day, he speaks and creates with great care. The world is set into order, and behold, it was very good. But then comes the pinnacle of God's creation. God creates man. Man is a creature. But the creation of man is different from the creation of everything else. God makes man. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. He formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed his Holy Spirit into him, and man became a living being. But it is not good for the man to be alone, so the Lord God makes a helper fit for him. Man and woman made together, formed for perfect union, and behold, it was very good. But very good would not last. Genesis 1 and 2 shows us everything in its place, everything in proper order. But come Genesis 3, everything is put out of place. Man takes the order that God has given and turns it upside down. And now all is disordered. The man listens to the voice of his wife instead of the voice of God. The woman listens to the voice of the serpent rather than her husband. Together they believe the lying word of the serpent, and they reject the eternal and perfect life-giving word of God. Man would take that which God had not given, and Adam became willing to sacrifice his wife in his attempt to save himself. Man would trust the deadly word of the serpent and take death unto himself. Now death and division would rule the world, man against woman, creation against man, brother against brother, sister against sister, man against God. This is your world. This is the deadly life that you have earned by your sins. You cannot fix this. You cannot restore what was lost. You cannot make yourself into that which you were created to be. For you love the darkness rather than the light. And yet, yet the Lord promised he would fix this. He would set all things right. God would restore his creation because he is good. The seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. God promised to restore things to the promise of a son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem all those in bondage under the law. You are part of God's good creation, and therefore you are included in his restoration. But when the Lord comes, he comes as light. He is the light coming into the darkness of this world. But man loves the darkness. 
Man does not want the light. You and I love the darkness because our deeds are evil. The light exposes your sin and shows you what you really are, a creature who has rejected and despised his creator, a creature who mocks God and ignores him. And yes, the darkness of your life and the darkness of this world will not overcome his light. For the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot keep it away. The light will come to restore what has gone wrong. But God is not content to simply restore you as his creature. God wants something better for you. He wants sons. You see, the first man is created in the image of God. He bears the image of Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity. That means that Adam ought to be more than a mere creation of God. Adam must be more than mere creature. Adam must be God's son. But Adam has thrown away his inheritance. He has forsaken his creator. He has refused to be God's son. For when the Lord God came and asked, Have you eaten? He does not sacrifice himself to save his wife. Rather, he throws her under the bus, attempting to save his own skin. But the nature of the first person of the Holy Trinity is Father. Before he was creator, he was Father. That means that is his nature. And this also is why it's a problem that some liberal theologians want to reduce the Trinity to creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. It means that the most important aspect of each person of the Trinity is based on what is done and not on the nature of each person. We know, for example, that the God of Islam is known first and foremost as creator. But our God is our Father. Your Father gives his only begotten Son to redeem you. The man who lent his image to Adam will be the one to restore man to the genuine image of God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and all I have. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me against all evil. And all this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. Our Father, who art in heaven, what does this mean? With these words, God tenderly invites us to believe that he is our true Father and that we are his true, true, true children, so that with all boldness and confidence, we may ask him as dear children ask their dear Father. This means that I should be certain that these petitions are, are pleasing to our Father in heaven and are heard by him. For he himself has commanded us to pray in this way and has promised to hear us. In this is love. 
not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his only son to be the the propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption as sons. And so that means Jesus, though fully and completely God, is also fully and completely man. According to his human nature, Jesus is created. But according to his divine nature, Jesus is eternal, uncreated, eternally begotten of his Father. Thus, he comes as your Savior in your flesh. And today we hear of our Lord's appearing. Word of the Father now in flesh appearing. The second person of the Holy Trinity was in the beginning. He is the eternal word. But now you see him in his flesh. And right before our Old Testament text, we read these words. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, in that day, they shall know that it is I who speak. Here I am. We'll hear more about the name of Jesus next Sunday. But you hear in our lesson from Isaiah the description of the gospel going forth. How beautiful are the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news, who publishes salvation. For he will be high and lifted up. He will be exalted. He will be despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, who knows what it is to suffer your griefs, and to carry all your sorrows. He comes as your Redeemer to restore you to his Father and to your Father. He accomplishes this in the flesh of his cross. And now your Lord comes again in his flesh on this altar as your Redeemer. So come, embrace your brother and Lord. Through his Son, God is with us sinners now at one, for he is made like you in every way, with your flesh and blood, but without sin. Your brother is the eternal God. What harm can sin and death then do? The true God now abides with you. So come, abide with him in his love. You are safe. Merry Christmas. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.